0: Here we go again, another year, another wedding season. And I know what you're thinking, Cameron, weddings are awesome. What's there to fear? Well, drunk groomsmen, jealous bridesmaids, bad wedding singers, dreaded wardrobe malfunctions, a destination wedding where you lose your shoes. I don't know, they're still at the airport. There is plenty that could go wrong, but hey, this is your special day and don't worry. We're going to help you through this. Hello and welcome to Survivor Die Trying, the podcast where we'll learn to survive anything and everything life can throw at you. I'm Cameron Esposito, comedian, actor, writer survival expert. With the help of some amazing guests, I'll help guide you through some of life's stickiest situations. Hurricanes, bad breakups, no topic is off the table. And we'll bring you tips and tricks every week with a new episode out each Wednesday. But before we start, okay, I gotta say, this show is for entertainment purposes only. We're not experts in the traditional sense or the modern sense or for any sense really, but we will certainly do our best. Okay, now I know this show is called Survivor Die Trying. I know we've talked about actual physical survival situations, but today we're talking about weddings, which, by the way, you have to emotionally survive. Like, whether it's your wedding or, like, ugh, gasp, like somebody else's, I don't know which is worse. I truly don't know which is worse. And here to talk with me about that is my co-host and producer, who we love, Alex Zahnerfeld. Uh, Alex... Immediate soundbite on weddings. I'm
1: very much looking forward to today. I have never been married. Having said that, best position to be in a wedding is being part of the wedding party, but not the best man or the focal point. You want to be oh. one of the grooms, but you want a little bit of responsibility, but not too much, is my opening take.
0: Today we have our first guest. And obviously, we started at the very top with somebody I've known for a minute who I love, stand-up comic, writer, host of the podcast, The Juice. It's Solomon Giorgio. Solomon, Hello.
2: get the fuck over here. Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) It's good to be here.
0: Are you incredibly exciting to talk weddings? I
2: can talk about anything, honestly. Weddings especially. Uh, It's a topic that I've had to endure multiple times. My initial thoughts on weddings is pretty straightforward. I'm a con on average, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. I go to as few as possible. And if I do show up, that means I really love you as a person. <laughs> that means I, I appreciate you <laughs> so much. Because for me, it's just the whole day is the issue.
0: Now I've got a follow up yeah. question on that, Solomon. Are you an RSVP no, or is it just truly ghosting an invitation?
2: I, I've i only accidentally ghosted an invitation once. I even, <laughs> I've also uh, missed a wedding that I was supposed to officiate. Oh heavens! Uh, oh no. <laughs> But that's that was due to poverty and career uh-huh. and a career opportunity. Uh-huh. That that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but on average, like when I I do when I do go, I go all out. I am an amazing wedding guest. I am I'm good at parties. If I show up to a party, it's guaranteed to be a good party. Uh, <laughs> I'm just very selective with which parties are going to be weddings <laughs> that I'm willing to endure.
0: So I think something that we've all gotten common is that. I'm also an amazing wedding guest. I've been married twice. I've had two very different kinds of weddings. We'll talk about that in a minute. And also the most recent wedding I just went to last month, went to Costa Rica as a date, as a plus one. I want you to know that I only knew the bride. I knew nobody else at this wedding. The wedding photos have recently come back. I am, I would say... A, if not the main character of these photos. It's embarrassing how how low I am while dancing compared to where everybody else is. Like, I'm just not sure. The amount that I was bringing was 100%. And I don't know if that's too much or if it's a note for everybody else at the wedding to just yeah, it's, kick it up it's, a notch.
2: It's really a shame because I am a supermodel. They can't just, when people invite me to things, I'm like, what? are you sure about this? I will be in a photo and there will be no second place.
0: 100 <laughs> I've seen your face. I know what you mean. The first thing I'm going to say is weddings from movies, are there any good ones? Like, are there any that either of you have ever seen where you thought that you would like to have a similar wedding? Here's some examples. Wedding Crashers, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Bridesmaids, Wedding Singer, Love Actually, The Wedding Planner, Monster-in-Law, Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride is extremely misogynistic and rough. That movie does not hold up. They just, I think they just re-released a reboot. I'm so sorry to Steve Martin, who obviously is good at everything.
2: I, I, well, I I, well, I don't think any of them are particularly uh, progressive pieces. Of...
0: No, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think thats that's one of our major problems coming yeah. into this episode is that we have to create the idea that weddings can be good <laughs> while that's never been shown in popular culture no. prior to this. It,
2: they truly make every wedding sound uh, like a monstrous, terrible event. Uh, <laughs> and there's always like, there's like I think the, the comedy in half of those wedding movies is the the groom asking the dad for the hand in marriage. Like, okay. <laughs> like we're still doing- Isn't
0: that horrifying? <laughs> well, so here's another thing I will say is that I played a wedding planner very recently on television for uh, the show With Love on Amazon, and I don't even know anything about what a wedding planner does, but when they called me in for a wardrobe fitting, there were like... 12, I would call them normal suits, and one that looked like a circus tent slash what a clown would wear. And I chose the circus tent. I look fucking amazing in it. It is green. It is thick green and white pinstripes. And that is based only on other depictions of wedding planners. Like, to me, it's a game of telephone, where, like, by the time it got to me, I, it's so over the top. I don't even know what uh, baseline for that job is, except for, obviously, Jennifer Lopez. yeah.
2: That's that's only yeah, that's the only information I have. And if you know what? Ideal wedding, uh, bride of Chucky. That would be <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that's they were they were in love. They found each other. They were two two tortured souls trapped in dolls, finally finding each other. Now that's that's just true love.
0: <laughs> so we will be back after this to talk about how Solomon's mother ruined his brother's wedding. We're also gonna play, as always, a game of Thrive Survivor, take a dive right after this. you about destination weddings because I think there's a couple different types of weddings that we need to talk through and they are very different. So here's the two types I want to discuss. One is destination weddings. Have you been? What are your thoughts? And the other side of that coin, Zoom weddings. Have you been? What are your thoughts? (laughs) Let's start with destination weddings.
2: Destination weddings—I've been to twice. I've been to like a small destination wedding, like just going up to like Lake Arrowhead, Uh, and I've also been to like Mexico. And honestly, that is my preferred uh, way to do it because at least I'm getting a trip out of it, a nice little vacation. And yeah, it's—it's always—it's never like anyone who invites you a destination wedding. It's usually somebody you know very well. And if it isn't, don't go to that wedding because you're spending a lot of money.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck. Because like, you're on the top yeah, of a mountain. Yeah. You're, you're in a different country. Like, yeah. know,
2: you, if you know, know somebody well.
0: <laughs> that is my thought on a destination wedding, which is that most of the ones that I've been to are where that person actually currently lives. So yeah. I've been to one in Germany. I've been to one in Ireland. I've been to one in Argentina. And like my little sister lives in Argentina. So I went for her wedding down there. But Zoom weddings, have you done this?
2: Uh, Zoom wise, I've not done much uh, during. Like it was, it was something that I was not presented with as an option, and I'm very thankful because I, I'd feel so bad just to be at somebody's wedding and slowly close my laptop. (laughs) 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 Like I was like, oh, that was beautiful. Click. (laughs) So
0: I mean, I'm gonna spoil this thing here, which is that. So I've been married twice, and the first time I got married, I got married like a rock club in Chicago. It was a rager. The second time I got married, I actually was on Zoom because it was. During the end of the pandemic, and we have family that, on both sides, like, live in Europe, live in South America, live in Hawaii, and all across the U.S., so it was actually impossible for us to think about, like, when will all these people be able to be together and— so we did the thing that was like being written about in the fucking New York Times at that moment. And we got married technically at the courthouse in Santa Barbara. But what that meant is that there was a guy sitting at the courthouse in Santa Barbara with his laptop open yeah. with his wow. screen behind. His, his little blue uh, <laughs> sc- green screen behind him was the front of the courthouse <laughs> that he was actually in. And he did an amazing job And they were super booked at that time. So like, we are not the only people who did this. It was a very in demand.
2: I wish I got invited to one, it's actually my preference just to like turn my camera off and sit there.
0: (laughs) I will also add that we did this thing where there was a place you could submit a toast. And because Mm -hmm. we didn't know how we would like, how do we get people involved? And we didn't want to have to worry about like, you know, you're like, mom, you're not, you're, you're muted. Mom, (laughs) mom, mom, you know, like whatever. We have to like hire someone to go over and be tech support at her fucking house. Anyway, so people could submit toast in advance. And thank God this was not today because we thought we were going to get like two or three toasts. We got 45 minutes worth of one-minute toasts. You could submit a one-minute toast. It was so long. We didn't know what to do. We just played it. But it was early enough in the pandemic still where people were like, this is on my my computer. Like, it, Like people weren't yet where we are now. <laughs> so that was a surprise and a trauma that I put my friends and family through. The last thing I want to say is, okay, straight weddings, queer weddings. Again, have we been to both? Which do we prefer? There is an obvious correct answer.
2: <laughs> the answer is the queer ones. Um, also, preferably the lesbian ones.
0: Uh, <laughs> <gasps> really? We you tell Look, me Look,
2: no one is more detailed and organized and has an eye for design. <laughs> and, like, 100%. can build their own fucking gazebo on top of it. Like, it is always going to be better 100%. in many shapes or forms.
0: percent so I want to get to, Solomon, why you specifically are the guest we wanted to have today. Um, you have this story about your brother's wedding. Could you just quickly run us through? It's a stand-up bit, and I hate to do this to another comic, but maybe you could, like, talk it out interpersonally as if that makes <laughs> sense.
2: Like in a conversation format? I think I can do that. <laughs> I think I could just tell a story. <laughs> um, So yeah, my youngest brother got married. I wasn't invited to the wedding, uh, but it's okay. He just thought I was very busy and famous, which I am. Mm -hmm. But my mother, uh, she's very religious, very Christian. Uh, My brother converted to Islam right before his wedding. And uh, it was a last minute wedding. So she showed up to the wedding and no one informed her it was going to be at a mosque. Uh, And uh, she proceeded to uh, lose her mind, talk a lot of shit. And uh, right when the ceremony started, she uh, picks up her chair and turned the uh, face the opposite direction of his wedding. <laughs> 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 and during their final vows, uh, and they're in Arabic, which my mom speaks, uh, she gets up and says, uh, <laughs> "Your God is not real. There's only one real God." <laughs> and that's when uh, that's when she uh, is uh, she was uh, escorted out of the wedding uh, while screaming, "It's a Christian nation!" Over and over again until she was uh, put into an Uber <laughs> and sent home.
0: So I've certainly, I think what is the, I think the surprising (laughs) part about this story is not that it happened, but that it was within one family, right? Like, I mean, mm -hmm. I feel like in the, uh, I can almost imagine the like viral video from this that then gets somebody a book deal, but it's very rarely (laughs) that person's own mom.
2: Yeah, it's just How my mom. did you hear
0: this story for the first time?
2: Um, I, well, first of all, I found out through Facebook that there was the wedding happened, and I was like, um, excuse me, and then they're like, also, <laughs> this also happened there, and this is definitely upsetting to me, because I, like, my mom's also homophobic on top of being Islamophobic, so I was like, <laughs> I was planning on kicking her out at my wedding, but yet my younger straight brother beat me to it, and <laughs> now I have to...
0: That is such, I'm so sorry <laughs> for you. It's okay, Um love.
2: It's my own fault for uh, holding off uh, for so long. Yeah,
0: why did you delay so long, so as to ruin your own dreams?
2: Look, here's the thing. My family, she's like my like she's always been one to um, be outspoken, and uh, we're not surprised by this behavior. We just kind of have to like it's the things like she like she probably if they probably had a conversation beforehand, she probably would have calmed down and not done anything at the wedding. But the rule with my mother is if you don't talk to her beforehand. she's going to have the conversation in a public forum with you.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I mean, we are stand-up comics, so same. Yeah. Um I will also I will also add that Solomon, I mean, this story sounds so painful for your brother and you know, I know this is something that mm-hmm. you've also had to weather and and yet, I do feel like there's something that needs to be highlighted <laughs> here. Um and that is the move that I have truly never heard of before where you turn your chair away from what's happening without leaving. I mean, that is such a powerful move. And- we don't want to replicate it in this exact situation. We don't want it at your wedding. But I will say for me, like I'm thinking about it. Like I'm at a restaurant. I don't like the food. Just get up,
2: turn a face. You know, it. just like I don't want
0: I don't want to speak to the chef, but I don't want to face the food. You know what I mean? Like that's a classic move. Like I've it never is. that is amazing. <laughs> There's a couple things that we're gonna get through and I'm gonna preview some of them. These are things to think about going into a wedding. One is children, yes or no, as attendees. The other one is weather. Like, are we doing an outside wedding and chancing it? Have you ever seen that go badly? And actually, the third thing is, like, have you seen a wedding disaster? What do you think would be the worst wedding disaster? So we're going to start with kids. Kids, pro or con, at weddings. Once that sunsets, the kids should go. Weather. Alex, have you, like, you're... Come on, you're from a, you're from the the bad weather place.
1: <laughs> yeah, the bad weather place, England. aka England. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, what? Well- I feel like it's it's a bit worse over here because in England, it's just impossible to predict. If it rains, it rains. You very yeah. rarely have, you know, weddings set fully outside in England for very good reason. And the people who are doing them fully outside, what is wrong with you? Go see someone, make sure you're all right. Um, however, you'd be a bit more gutted if you'd booked, say, a brilliant wedding in Miami on South Beach or something or in California and it right. rained for that because that does feel like, you know, some sort of karma issue where something's not happy with you.
0: Okay, so if we're surviving weddings, right, some things to talk about actually surviving. Bad music, bad food, bad seating, right? So, like, that's when there's assigned seating and you're at the shitty table. So, like, let's just start with bad music. How do we survive this?
2: Bad music, um, honestly, I don't think, like, for me, like, even quarter music can be fun. I think you just have to mm. just give in to the chicken dance, uh, and yep. and just kind of accept it. Like it's I think I think it's just a situation where if you if you drink enough uh, <laughs> or so, fly, yeah. or do, do whatever alcohol. you need to do, alcohol, uh, yeah. maybe some marijuana, whatever you need to do sure. to make substances whatever your, you're your, enduring. your
0: solution to substances, and that's a great that's it's yeah, that's really, one option.
2: It's, it's fine or find a part of you if you're sober, find the part of you that's willingly to accept goofy things, because you kind of have to get in that mindset mm. for these because bad music. Bad music usually just means uh, corny music, and you just gotta get into the vibe. Or, yeah, or tip okay. so, the DJ a bunch of money and get them to play different music.
0: Right, That's <laughs> my thought was, can we, in good conscience, steal the Bluetooth connection and play our own music? Is that yes. a reasonable thing well, to I do? I think
1: the moment EDM comes on, that becomes a perfectly accessible option. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> what about bad food? Like, are you showing up to a wedding hungry?
2: Bad food is fine because we now live in the era of Uber Eats. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a way around this. There's a workaround. Um, no, and that's
0: genius. Honestly, you'll be a
2: lot of people's heroes if you're like, hey, I'll get us some Taco Bell right now. <laughs> we'll
0: you know eat. what, Solomon? Though that creates a new problem, which is, and this is only if you're at a wedding where you know a lot of people. Where do you hit the cutoff of people you're secretly whispering in their ear that you're going to order Uber Eats? Because you know what I mean. Like then there's going to be that person that you're like three people removed from who didn't get added to the order, and like if that was me, devastating. Like I I'm not going to be able to recover from that. So that's that's its own issue. Is
2: yeah, you I managing all that you, ordering. I think you have a little more empathy than me, um, and I'm gonna trying to wrap my head around that. <laughs>
0: Okay, okay. I I, I created a problem when Um, there wasn't one.
2: My my tendency is not to care and uh,
0: do as you please. (laughs) So the thing that I want to really get to, and Alex, I can't remember if I told this story. Okay, table. Like, let's just talk about seating. Mm. You are seated at a bad table. Maybe you're at the wedding by yourself. You don't know Mm -hmm. anybody at this table and it's a dud and it's like a seated dinner. Or like you're there with your date, but like for some reason you're in a fight or whatever it is for whatever we, your ex is at the same table there's a zillion reasons this can be mm. bad general thoughts and strategies uh, every
1: man for himself i'm swapping names with someone else's table and I let them take the hit it's not my problem anymore i'm really i know that's awful oh, wow. but but you know be, yeah. I, I feel for him but better them than me i am i've done this before actually twice i've
0: no it's not, you <laughs> gosh, have yeah, done, this? done this
1: twice I respect that. Yeah.
0: that is that yeah, is I'm, not, awesome. I'm not doing that i love to hear that Oh my God. Solomon, have you been in this situation
2: I, for me? I have, I have, a I have, I don't have, that's a smarter tactic, but I, I tend to, I like, it's, 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 it's like a, it's a black people thing that they do at cookouts, which is like eating on the dance floor. And mm. I will happily do that all the time. I don't need to go back to my seat. I, I will just, <laughs> I will just hover and eat yeah. my plate. <laughs> so the, the
0: options are switch name tags Uh, Never sit down. I'd like to present a third option that I Mm. recently experienced. Um, I went to an event here in Los Angeles, and it was a seated dinner Mm -hmm. that was about the length of a wedding. And please, Alex, if I – I couldn't have possibly talked about this at the zombie apocalypse episode. (laughs) But it has been so on my mind that I honestly might have worked it in there. But I would – here's the story I would like to share (laughs) with you. I was seated at the very end of the table, and – The person that was next to me, her like best friend was seated next to her. So there's these two, the one person I can talk to who's next to me, she's talking to the person next to her the entire time and they weren't even being rude. They tried to be nice, but it's just like, they've never met me. Mm. They're best friends. They have everything in common. So I can't look to my left for conversation to my right. It's just the end of a table, right? So there's one other place I can look for conversation that is directly across the table from me at the one person who is seated in front of me and the only other person who is within earshot and that person was Sophia Vergara. <laughs> wow. <laughs> who I had to sit across from for two hours. She's, in be- she's as beautiful as you imagine. I could not, look, I can talk to women. I couldn't even figure out what is the first thing that I might say? Like I couldn't I couldn't even get I, I could I couldn't even figure out what is one word that yeah. I might say to her. And she wasn't super engaged in trying to chit-chat with me. But because she was directly across mm. from where I was sitting, what I chose to do, so the options are that Alex has presented, switch the name tags, I didn't do that. Solomon presented, stand up, I didn't do that. I decided to look off to the side. For I would say ten minutes at a stretch, then look at my phone, chuckle at nothing, and try to look the other direction for I would say ten <laughs> oh. minutes. I just had dinner completely with myself, um, but also with Sofia Vergara. Like somehow those two things happened <laughs> at the same time. It I w- uh, when I left, I was honestly so tense from trying to hold it together during that situation, I was, like, shaking. I had to call, like, five friends on the way home and just be like... I, like, didn't sleep that night. I, like, I didn't I didn't know how to... I just couldn't... I couldn't figure it out.
2: I would have snuck out the bathroom window.
0: It was... Yes, yes, it was that level. It was that level of, like, like, if I... At one point, I did stressful. address her, and I just was like, "Sophia, like my like my voice cracked." You know, it was just.
1: <sighs> it's you're right though. It's sort of Schrodinger's dinner where you've had dinner with Sophia Vigaro, but you also didn't really because you you might as well no. have been in different dimensions.
0: Uh, uh, nope. I had dinner not looking at Sofia Vergara. I had dinner <laughs> avoiding pretend. It was like the equivalent of when I was 14 in a locker room and trying not to look at everybody's mm-hmm. budding breasts. That was the experience. Not that I was <laughs> breast-focused. Oh, God, Sofia, please don't be listening to this. You should have turned your chair around. Solomon, <laughs> <laughs> you come with a solution now? Can you imagine how? Now then, she would have gone after me. That's very mysterious. Okay, we will be back right after this, if
2: you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will
0: not find it. In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters and why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is cover-up season four, The Anthrax Threat, available now. What if you could become stronger, more resilient, cure disease, and all you have to do is get naked in the cold and breathe?
1: You get into ice water, and instead of like freaking out, you relax.
0: It's called the Wim Hof Method, and Gwyneth Paltrow and Justin Bieber love it.
1: I do the ice plunge because it's good for your body.
0: But there's also a dark side.
1: How many people have died doing the Wim Hof method? We can override even death.
0: Listen on the podcast Infamous. That's Infamous playing now. So when we were prepping for this episode, this is the part of the episode where we would have like actual survival advice from like the CDC or some other reputable organization. But in wedding culture, that doesn't really exist. So Alex made a suggestion that is unbeatable. Alex suggested we turn to that iconic, I would say bastion of facts and information, Family Feud, who did Back in 2020, an episode where they asked 100 people, and hang on, I'm going to pause. Alex, can you bring that music in? They asked 100 people, what is the worst thing that could happen at a wedding? I thought, honestly, if both of you want to guess, and then uh, I'll see if you make the list. So again, I have asked 100 people. Well, I didn't. But Steve Harvey did. <laughs> Him personally asked 100 people, what is the worst thing that can happen at a wedding? Alex, we'll start with you. Uh, would you please register your guest? Bad food. Okay, bad food. Okay, we've got bad food. Um, and let's check the board. And um, Alex, it's not even, zero people said that. <laughs> it's not even what? on the fucking board, Alex. <laughs> wow! So, so, so. so Solomon, uh you have an opportunity to steal um, here. Uh y- what is the <laughs> worst thing that could happen at a wedding? Solomon. So- Solomon? Uh,
2: bzz, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with bad weather. Uh, I think that should be
0: Oh, uh Ding, 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 ding. Six people said bad weather. So you actually do win this round. Um, Surprising that that's what you two said because the number one answer was the bride or groom cancels. Oh, crap. Which is substantially better than. which Which is substantially worse than food or weather being bad. But you know what? Maybe not. Like maybe you're the kind of person who's like, I don't care if my betrothed is here. I just want the food and the music and the weather. Oh, yeah. to it's, be like, good. it's like
1: I said, Cameron, it's have every man that? for himself. as long as I've got good food, yeah, good yeah, music, yeah. I'm happy. You know, I don't really If I get set up at my wedding, we're still gonna have a party. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you <guys>. uh, 100%. <laughs> like we will Actually, still, I will marry myself I, if I have to. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't get to wager my guess, but my guess for the worst thing that could happen at a wedding Nobody shows up at your wedding except for Sophia Vergara.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And her chair is turned around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, unlivable. Well, Solomon, we love you. You have been such a delightful first guest. For folks that want to check out your stand-up comedy, which I would absolutely recommend, where's the best place to do that? Um, I'm Solomon Georgiou, all
2: across the board, uh, website, uh, Instagram, uh, and yeah, uh, if there's another one, please um, take them out for me. That's all I (laughs) I ask.
0: There you go. Awesome. Well, thank you, Solomon, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Well, I mean, that went great. That was our first guest. Jesus Christ, we nailed that. But now it's time for what's in Cameron's backpack. Now, this is when I'll be given a series of scenarios related to a life threatening event, in this case, weddings, and uh, I'll have to explain how I'd survive. I got a backpack full of items to do so, but unfortunately, it's been packed by producer Alex, which means some of the items will be like completely unhelpful. So, Alex, what am I up against? What's in my backpack?
1: yes very exciting so scenario number one for weddings what's in cameron's backpack the big day has finally arrived you're getting married you're super excited but when you get to the church the minister due to ordain the ceremony is nowhere to be seen you need someone else to conduct the ceremony in your backpack you have the cell number for james corden you have <laughs> A cloning machine which allows Uh you to make copies of someone in the room. Let's assume anyone in your wedding party. And third, you have a soccer ball with a face drawn on. Which of those do you use?
0: Well, Alex, this is first of all very presumptuous of you. I mean, I've been a guest on James Corden, so I don't know why you think I don't have his cell number. Um, Do you have a cell number? no, I do not have a cell number. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> but a cloning machine which allows me to make copies of someone in the room, don't need it. Soccer ball with a face drawn on, only on a desert island. What I really need is that cell number, and I'll tell you why. Because um, I'm going to use that number to find Adele's number, and then Adele will come and officiate my wedding. Like, th- Like he has her number. That's They're- pretty I think they're uh, close friends, right?
1: I'm sure and he'd look forward to that text going, hey, James, is Karen Esposito here? First of all, he's yeah. like, how is this number you blocked? You don't remember but- me.
0: That's the first <laughs> thing I'll start with. You do not remember me.
1: And you're, I'm desperate. I'm absolutely desperate for yeah. someone to day my wedding. So exactly. do you have Adele's number?
0: Yeah, exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. People love to get that text. It'll go brilliantly. But the thing about Adele is like, she's so passionate. She's the perfect person to marry you. Let's move on.
1: I, she is. She is. Um, scenario number two. You're about to get married and are super excited. Let's say Adele's ordaining the ceremony. But at the last minute, you realise you've lost both wedding rings. In your backpack, you have a roll of aluminum foil. You have two beautiful reddings with MAGA carved on the sides of them. And third, you have the two wedding rings used from a family member's previous unsuccessful wedding, which ended in divorce. What do you use and why?
0: This is so easy. Well, I believe Taylor Swift said it best when she said, I'd marry you with paper rings. So we're going to use the aluminum foil to make rings. We're going to throw the MAGA rings in the MAGA. I can't even remember how to fucking say it because (laughs) I've wiped it from my brain. We're going to throw those in the trash. So we're going to get married with the aluminum foil rings. But this is, again, one of these times I'm just breaking the rules and I'm going to use those two wedding rings from the divorce and just... Like melt them down, reposition the stones and use them for our wedding. Things aren't cursed, just people are.
1: (laughs) Excellent. Well, scenario number three, your third and final scenario. The ceremony has been and gone without a hitch and you're celebrating afterwards. Dinner has finished and the best man is giving a speech, but the speech is highly inappropriate and he's absolutely bombing. In your backpack, you have an air horn, you have a tennis ball and you have a bucket of KFC chicken. What do you use?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess honestly, the air horn? Simply because I have actually been to this wedding
1: oh, where really? the best
0: man. Oh, yeah.
1: Go on. What I happened? Thank you for
0: bringing up this scenario. A best man got up, he gave an interminable speech, he was ham boned out of his tree oh. he was he was he was slurring and the worst part about this is that because he was so drunk he couldn't remember what he'd previously said and he was just doing a circle it was oh, a bit no. of an ouroboros <laughs> of toasts where he kept re-imparting the same moment that he'd had with the groom just Over and over, people had to shout him down. People had to shout him down. It went on for like ten minutes.
1: Oh my god, that that it was rough.
0: It was rough.
1: So, Cameron, are you ready to take us through Thrive, Survival, Take a Dive?
0: Oh yeah, I'm so ready. So, this is, of course, that game where Alex gives me three celebrities in an ultimate survival scenario. I got to explain who will thrive, who will survive, who will take a dive. Now, Alex has picked these names from randomcelebritygenerator.com, so it could be anyone. Alex, who who is going to thrive, survive, take a dive in a wedding context?
1: So this week's names are Zach Efron, Sandra Bullock and Macaulay Culkin. And like you said, you'll have to decide who's oh, best suited wow. to surviving a wedding ceremony.
0: Oh, wow. I mean, this is so easy because, first of all, who's going to take a dive? Unfortunately, it's Macaulay Culkin. Love his work, but he's just <laughs> not as relevant to my life. Who's going to survive? <laughs> Zach Efron. He can dance. He can do push-ups. He's also, like, seems to be a genuinely interesting guy. So he is for sure going to survive, even do well at the wedding. But who's mm. going to thrive? Come on, Sandra Bullock. I mean, yeah, she's great in the proposal. Sure, um, she's unmissable in Miss Congeniality. But most importantly, she is she is in my heart. You know, like I whew, that woman. Do. You, are you, a big, are you a big Sandy fan? <laughs> oh, I
1: am a big Sandy look fan. i have sort of feel a bit gutted for Macaulay Culkin there, though, because i tell you what, I, I, it's certainly the <laughs> wedding I'd most like to go to. Just to see this the wedding? carnage that shoes. yeah.
0: Oh, I don't think it's going to be carnage. You know what? I feel like that gentleman has, like, for sure weathered a wild storm and come out on Mm. top. These are three celebrities who have fucking been through it. I want to acknowledge that. First of Mm. all, like Zac Efron completely patrolled for his like face. He had to like starve himself to be in Baywatch. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, like child actor who was just like famously had to fight his parents for like financial control of his Mm. own life. And then Sandra Bullock, I don't really know what happened to her. Not
1: I as much. She's just untouchable, she's Sandra You can't take on Sandra. You cannot take she's on Sandra Bullock. I think she's been <laughs> fine.
0: Well, that's our episode for today. And what have we learned? Well, Solomon Giorgio gave us all a new fear. Someone turning their chair away from us. Also, if you're having a wedding, don't put me at a table with Sofia Vergara. And 10 minutes is far too long for a wedding toast. Now, final question. Would I survive a wedding or die trying? Ugh. I've survived too. We will be back every Wednesday for another episode of Survive or Die Trying. Survive or Die Trying is produced by Sony Music Entertainment. The executive producers are Jasmine Henley Brown and Cameron Esposito. Our senior producer is Medina Parwana, and our producer is Alex Zonneveld. Engineering is done by Sam Bear.